has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Hello, welcome to the Engineerdy Show. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm DVD. I'm Master Zed. Our fake sponsor this week is Fig Mutants. Enjoy the tasty, genetically modified afternoon snack. Delicious. I really like GMOs. Mm-hmm. They're they're yummy. Wait, how do you pronounce it? Gamo. Oh, what? Okay, good. I thought I was pronouncing it wrong this time. Hold on. <laughs> Is it Gamo or Jamo? To Gamo's house we go. I have a genetically modified grandma. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. One of my kids started to write a persuasive um, thing about GMOs in middle school, I think, or high school. And his research changed his mind, and now he thinks they're a good idea. Oh, good. I wrote a research paper on GMOs, but I started with the – took a pretty – a fairly neutral stance on it mm-hmm. and just presented the benefits that it presented and some of the drawbacks and discounted a lot of the made-up garbage that people think about them. Nice. This show is 100% genetically modified. That's why I don't eat corn, because it's genetically I don't know. modified. Maybe we're non-GMO. <laughs> sure. The Ingenuity Show, now well, non-GMO. Vegan. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, what have y'all been up to? I went to Utah what? again. Is that why Utah. you weren't here last week? Yep. Yeah, he said he was in Utah, obviously. I was conferencing. Mm. We, so Charlie and I both went. She was, she presented at the conference. Um, and, uh, it was Wednesday through Friday, but we wanted to do some off-roading down there. So we are fans of Matt's off-road recovery on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that's where they're based is in, well, like 15 miles from St. George. So we knew there was a bunch of cool off-roading down there. So we went down the Saturday before so that we could do some off-roading. It was awesome. Did you have to call Matt? Nope. We, there's a really cool waterfall that, uh, we knew, I had heard there was like, oh, the nice main road goes out there. Um, but they 
have actually the reason I knew that there was a trail that went to it from up the creek was because of the number of recoveries that Matt had done (laughs) (laughs) of vehicles that are flooded or Uh, broken parts, broken axles, broken steering. And I was like, I want to do that trail. (laughs) I want to break something. So Sunday we went for a hike. Oh, we worked out and then went for a hike and then went and did this off-road trail. Um, But we got a little bit late start and we had made it about a halfway total of the trail and only like a third of the creek part of it. And it was getting, it was like four o'clock and we're like, uh, (laughs) I know that there are some obstacles that I was worried about that we haven't gotten to yet. (laughs) (laughs) So let's turn around before we get in too deep. Those are usually obstacles on the way back out as well, right? So it's like you see them once. Well, and yeah, most of those were very different going different directions. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them, there were several creek creek crossings. You basically follow the creek down. But the trail had big boulders, so I barely fit between... Mm -hmm in the lower part of it. And then there was like a, probably a two foot step on the, the right side. And then like a hard 90 degree corner with a six foot boulder at the edge of the trail. Mm. And so I took the route I wanted and then realized that I was going to have to drive like up the embankment on the outside of the trail to get far enough before I could start turning, <laughs> I was uh, like, oh no, this didn't work. <laughs> and yeah, I was like watching as, you know, half an inch from the rock and had to back up and shift over and kind of drive up the one rocks first <laughs> to shift over like a foot. And then, but then going the other direction, that ledge on the side didn't seem big <laughs> like i should have just driven up there uh to, to start with because coming down i didn't have any other choice because the boulder was then closer to the mm-hmm. start of the turn but how's your new steering working out it is awesome oh good yeah um it makes such it's changed how the truck drives off road like Phenomenally. Um, I think I may have mentioned it, but my air locker is broken and it oh, is no. stuck on. Uh, that's not good. Well, it's good when you're going off-roading. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's not good on-road. Getting to the so, off-road is the yeah, problem. So it's fine, like, on the freeway because you're not turning, turning sharp enough. But all the parking lots, I was just like... <laughs> oh man because it just chirps it yeah is it yeah yeah you should get that fixed well you want people to look at you right that's why i have the no, huge truck i don't i don't <laughs> want people to look at me the truck is big so that i can drive over whatever i want yeah people looking at you i don't Come here. yeah um so today i actually submitted a warranty claim 
for it because it mm. has a six-year warranty. Oh. And um, the they just said, I need to take a picture of the serial number that's stamped on it and send it <laughs> to them. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I need to find when the truck can be out of commission because I don't want to... It's like $100 worth of oil oh, yeah. in the diff, so I don't want to pop the cover just to take a picture and then put it back together. I want to just open it up, pull the diff out, take a picture, get the new one, get the new one. Yeah. Put it in. So. Be doing that. And then we also, so the sand hollow state park and sand mountain is where a lot of the mats off road recovery stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And there's some trails that we looked at. So after the conference, our Denver office's transportation manager had a flight at like 7 p.m. And the conference ended at 1. So he came with us and we went up to Sand Mountain. Oh, nice. And he didn't understand what off-road meant. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought we were just going to be driving on like unpaved roads, basically. And the first place to go was a four difficulty rating, oh. which had like a four foot ledge. Is that with that a mass 90 one degree. I told you I recognized? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think he um, lost a tire or like unbeated a tire on that. One of his maybe. I did find that a lot of those looked the same. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, so it may not have been that particular one, but yeah, the very first thing to get onto the trail we wanted was pretty gnarly <laughs> enough that we drove past it thinking like, there's no way that's where we're supposed to go. Cause we had looked <laughs> up a route called like West rim trail for wimps. Oh, um, tug in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think we didn't take that wasn't the route we were supposed to have taken to get on it. There was uh, an easier route, but there's no good map. So the map I had showed that trail there. I don't know. <laughs> but we went and did a few different we did take the much easier routes because we didn't want to risk breaking something mm-hmm. and not oh, being able to get been to the airport. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, we ended up at the top of the world. It's like the highest point on the mountain. And mm-hmm. the mountain is like kind of just a constant grade up from a lake. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the just a cliff that drops off like a thousand feet. And then there's a big oh. valley in St. George. So the view up there is awesome. So you can see all directions. And there was a side-by-side get kid that was doing like a guided rental so there were some people that he was showing how to use the side-by-side and whatnot. And mm-hmm. they were parked at the top of the world. And You parked on top of them? We pulled up. Yeah, we kind of came <laughs> up from the one side, and it's, you know, just all slick rock. And so we just pull up there, and he's like, nice, dude. <laughs> like, you do not see trucks like that out here. It's sad. <laughs> Good job. Like, good job coming out here. That's awesome. <laughs> He's like, I think he said something like, "You, oh, you guys made it up here. Well, obviously you made it up here. So, yeah. <laughs> like, good Did on you ya. make it up here? Uh, kind of. Yeah. 
Um, well, fun. But, yeah, and then we took the dunes down. So all the way down the hill oh. was just in sand dunes, which I hadn't driven in before. Mm. I don't think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like you were going to sink. Yeah. You don't know what's on the other side. You, oh, you know, yeah. You have to like, accelerate to get up these hills, but then... You don't know what's on the You don't know side. what's on the other side. and you, you have a short flag that you put on your truck. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, the issue is one of them, we came up and there was like a four foot, like almost vertical ledge mm. on the backside, which we, we, we just went down it because it was only four feet. But um, if it was bigger, it could be an issue if you get up, especially with the truck as long as it is. Yeah. You end yeah. up like stuck at the top. Get your shovel. Um, yeah. But it was fun. And then we uh our we picked up our coworker from the airport on Tuesday night and he called us while he when he got off the plane and we were like five minutes away. He was like, Hey, there's a guy I used to work with that was on the plane. Can we give him a ride back too? And we're like, Oh, sure. And so we Gave him a ride, and then we ended up going out to dinner with him, and he was meeting up with another one of his buddies. And we hit it off, like, instantly. And then we hung out with those guys the whole conference. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Nice. But then we were sitting at dinner that first night, and we, like, look at each other as shirts, and then look at each other, and we're like, we're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> no wonder we like each other. Yeah. It's kind of an awkward to get into the same shirt. <laughs> for your first meeting a couple sizes too big how did this even happen <laughs> you look at each other why are you so close oh wait we're in the same shirt <laughs> <laughs> well I got to do a company golf event on Friday it was a scramble it was lots of fun um, so we got there we got there quite a bit early and I had bought a driver the previous week so I could you know, maybe have something bigger than my one wood to hit with. And I tried it out on the driving range and I was hitting it okay. And it made a lot of different sound that I wanted to compare it to my one wood. So I got it out. It was hit like four balls. The last one was perfect. Hit it one more time. And I lost track of the ball because the head of my club flew <laughs> 50 to 75 yards down range into the driving range. Did you? I was like, well, that was perfect timing that I bought a new driver. Just time for this to happen. Did you go get the head? You can't go get the head. People are driving right. down. I hadn't thought about so. that until just now that you hit it far enough, you wouldn't be able to go get it. Nope. I looked at it and I was like, ah, that'd be cool if I had that. So I could at least like make a trophy out of it or something. I don't know. So then a couple of times I made the guys I was golfing with laugh because I grabbed like my five wood and I'm grabbing the head and I'm seeing if it is loose at all. <laughs> uh, so I ended up hitting my new driver which I turned out I like a lot um, what sp- kind is it? I bought it at Big Five so I'm not sure of the brand name it was at, as far as drivers go it was cheap it was like $70 where other drivers like $400 or $500 no thank you yeah um Especially when my whole golf set cost me a hundred dollars. Oh, hundred and four ninety nine because 
I bought a sandwich at Goodwill <laughs> once. Um, so we started at hole three because there was 21 teams. So we had two teams from our company tee off on the third hole. So the shotgun starts, so it starts on a different hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it took us a little bit longer because we had an extra group of people ahead of us. Um, it went up being the last ones done at the end of the day. But uh, then on hole seven, actually, go back, hole six is a short par three, and I hurt my elbow. So the lower part of your arm that connects to your elbow, um, that's like you hold your hand flat out. Arm shin? Yeah, your arm shin. (laughs) Or your arm calf? (laughs) The big muscle that attaches on the top up to your elbow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And kind of around the side, it felt like I'd torn something. It hurt really bad, like tennis elbow, but like really bad tennis elbow. Mm. Um, so we got up to the next one, which is a, a decently long par four. It's 488 yards. And I think I went last. And somebody got in the fairway. It's like, okay, good. I'm just going to let it rip then. So I got probably my best drive of my life. I got all of that ball and then some. And it was downhill, and I hit a down slope. And when it finally stopped rolling, we got down there. This is, remember, 488 yards. It was on fire. It was. No. <laughs> the guys lasered it to the flag, and he's like, uh, we're like 90 yards of the flag. Whoa, so you hit it 390 yards? Yep. Dang. Let's get down sure what is your ball? Because I've found balls and been ball? like, oh, this is... I Could had be my ball. I had some Chrome Soft balls that uh, have little shamrocks on them on it. So, and Very I wrote unique. I wrote my typical initials on a ball. I wrote D money or D dollar sign. That's what I usually put on my golf balls. Mm. Um, it's a good thing I could drive on that day because I couldn't hit my irons at all. It was <laughs> awful. I was blocking them. But I was just basically just head off at forty five degrees from where you're trying to hit like low. Like, what in the world? (laughs) So I need to figure that out because it's hard to play golf if you can only drive. Yeah. So how's your arm? Uh, It hurt really bad for two days, and now it's fine. Oh, good. So just time for me to go play golf on the 4th of July. (laughs) Yeah, we're going golfing. Cool. And apparently now our our typical course, because this will be the second time we've played at this course. Which is twice more than I played any any other course in the valley, at least in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. So excited about that! Uh, it was funny afterwards. You know, there's eight of us from our company there, and they get raffle tickets. Um, and it's a scramble, so they do weird things like they had fruit by the foot. You know, the candy or the kids' food. Yeah, I don't know. And if that's food. You could buy. Well, we ate it, so it must have been <laughs> candy. It's a Wait. treat. You buy four. We bought four of those as part of our golf package for each team. So when it, when your ball came to rest, you could use that to move your ball that much closer to the hole, and then you oh. tear off that piece and eat it. And eat it. So one of the other teams, I guess, got a hole in one that way. So it said, "Yeah, we we got close enough on one. If we'd used all four of them, we might have been able to get a hole in one." <laughs> but we used ours over a bunch of different holes. You know, you chip it close, and then you just take your birdie or whatever. And we finished. 58 was our final score. Wow. And we finished seventh. 
Cool. There was guys in the low 40s. I'm like, wow. Yeah, how? And we well, bought it's... a bunch of mulligans and <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Um, but at the end they had a raffle with we had raffle tickets too, and no one in our company won anything. What? Oh. Like nothing. And one guy in this other group won like four things. Wow. It was ridiculous. Um yeah, someone from our company was doing the emceeing, and he'd been imbibing a bit on the golf course to the point <laughs> that I took over driving on like hole twelve, the golf cart, because <laughs> he's like, I don't think I can drive anymore. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Nice. Yeah, he said he had uh, one of the ladies that was also helping organize it bring him a plate of food and was like, "You need to eat this." Yes, <laughs> he did. Because I don't think we he, none of us ate anything at the turn, like. We went, yeah, we were rushing like five and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. And we had lunch at like eleven thirty, and then we all teed off a little bit after two, and then oh. we didn't get done till eight. Wow, yeah, that's oh, a long three. day. <laughs> and he's not that big of a guy, anyways. <laughs> like, wow, yeah, it was funny. Um, one of the holes we had the cart girl that there's a girl that drives around with a cart that has like beverages on it. Mm-hmm. Wave down by we had her make one of our putts for us. Mm-hmm. Funny. Funny uh, it was funny. Missed. It was a lot of fun. I had a really good time. Oh good. Um it was great. Well, our truck, our biggest complaint is that due to its really soft off-road suspension. When we're heavily laden and going fast, it tends to rock a lot. Me too. Sometimes to the point where like the traction control kicks in and slows you down and you feel like you're going to die. Yeah, you should just turn the traction control off. Well, it's you <laughs> already kidding. feel like you're going to die before <laughs> it can roll over then. Um, What's traction control? Huh? So we... Uh, we bought some airbags to install. It cool. took two and a half hours. My son helped me. It was pretty easy. And I got it plumbed up and pumped it up to 70 it plum? PSI. It's plumb. Yep. Yeah, so we haven't tested it out with weight yet, but we will get to in a, about a week and a half. Nice. So... My truck had airbags on it when I bought it, Mm -hmm. and they looked very unhappy (laughs) off-road because they were attached on top and bottom. Yeah, ours are attached right now, but we we can you can get a cup that goes on the bottom so that it can come out Mm -hmm. if you're flexing a lot. So we're gonna do that before we do any serious off-roading, but we don't have any serious off-roading planned so we're just trying to get through this camping yeah. season without rolling it <laughs> nice, like, hope that makes a big difference hopefully it... we have s- several trips planned you get side wheelie summer. bars just weld yeah, some bars the wheels stick out outriggers uh, <laughs> don't think we need to be any you wider a, than we are um damper it's like a really heavy ball that is suspended inside 
the truck yeah. that, that leads it helps pull it back. Maybe getting a dually would help. Hmm. It would probably have a totally different suspension at that point. Or a trailer, yeah. like get three wheels on the back, each side. <laughs> uh, that might make it harder to go where we want to. <laughs> well, I have the third of three blades that can cut down everything in the way. Just make the <laughs> white swath. To install chainsaws on the sides. Yeah. Just drive to the forest. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. They should, make, they should make an attachment for your winch that you just run the cable over the log and back to your truck and it turns it into a, like a rope saw. Rope saw. Yeah, that'd be cool. Get a higher RPM than your winch, I guess. Yeah. Have your winch and then have your rope saw attachment next to it. You just put it around. Mm, Maybe you back go. up till it's taut and then just run it. Or work on that. a chainsaw. Yeah. The ropes ought to be faster, though, if you need to do it in a hurry. No, wouldn't. <laughs> Think what about trying to set that up. Moving a cable to get, to get it around there that's sharp the enough. Tree. Yeah. Is, don't happen to all your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I did, forgot my gloves, okay? I forgot my chain mail. Yeah. I forgot my gauntlets. That's what the passenger's for, right? Hey, go hook up the rope saw. <laughs> yeah. How about just big metal-like saws that you can have come down on each side of your truck? Then you hook your winch in the middle, just cut the log, and then pull it all the way. There you go. Seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever you say, DVD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for um, Tech Nerdogy, if we're ready to go on. Yeah, sure. I was just going to say that um, I listened to the show that you guys did last week, and I had mm-hmm. a lot of input to oh. add. I was like, oh, I should probably take notes, and then I didn't. Oh, what did we talk about last week? I don't even remember. Uh, let's see I don't here. remember at this point. Superman. Either. Superman. I don't think it had anything to do with your topic. I think it was more your... We did have a long banter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and... During after the topic, we just went on about random superhero things and such. You want something nerdy? This topic fits the bill, yeah. We'll try to make it funny. Like always, I'm sure we will, yeah. Every time you listen, you get smart. So pay attention to this part. Technology is always moving fast. Don't let science leave you in the past. It'll blow Nothing more to say. 
But this week we're talking about real stuff, like science. Science! So, NASA is getting ready to do an experiment that will teach them certain things about how humans will be able to live on Mars. Even though they'll never send us there because NASA doesn't go to space anymore. So they 3D printed a habitat. It's 17. Did they use material on site to make it? Um, Probably not. It's a 160 square meter home or 1700 square feet, if you are of that persuasion. And they called it Mars Dune Alpha. It is supposed to house four people for a year at a time. So it has a gym. It has a vertical garden. It has a Ryan and a Brad. It's man the void. It has has two bathrooms. It has a medical room. Uh, a den and several workstations. What kind of an airlock for the den? The lions. It has a polar bear. Oh. Um, that to be a solar bear. Solar bear. Yep. Uh, yeah. Did they make a um, what's his Polly Shore movie about this? Biodome. I, I yeah. thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He uh, maybe he'll be in on this mission. That'd be funny. That's a joke. Just have Polly Shore be there as one of the people. Be like, uh, I'm not going in there. <laughs> he could at least dedicate it or something. They said, did say in this article that they hadn't chosen the first crew yet, but it sounds like they're going to try three different crews over the next few years. So maybe it's just 3D print a crew when they get there. Yeah, but then how do you get them to do what you ask? Artificial intelligence. So they want to simulate as much isolation and living, like recycling your air and water. And they have a treadmill that they can hook into that will simulate the lighter gravity that they can walk on for a while to kind of get used to like going outside on Mars to collect samples or whatever they're doing. So Wouldn't it be easy, better to train doing more gravity walking? seems like it would be easier. <laughs> I think to... the gravity on Mars is like, what, a third of Earth? Yeah. Or is it a sixth? I think the sixth is the moon. The moon is a sixth. Yeah, so I don't know if there's just seeing how their body reacts to that. It's like, yeah, I think I could walk further if I was a third the weight. Their entertainment system, they said, yeah, we brought, we have 20 DVDs for your entertainment system. For a year? They're all, they're all the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think they would just they send Red Planet and a Thumb Drive with a bunch of movies on it. Well, you have the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. What was that one? Uh, uh, Total, Total Recall. Recall. Total Recall, yeah. Oh, there's two versions of that, so yeah. you get to get both of them. I don't think the second one, he went to Mars, though. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, did he? The so. Colin Farrell one? 
don't know. I thought he just wanted while. to the I just want to bring Colin Tang. He's with you want Colin Farrell <laughs> on a distant planet. Like a bad idea. <laughs> it says they have a brick making machine. It looks like a 3D printer, like they use like for printing houses. If you look at the wall, yeah, yeah it's done in layers. <laughs> uh, let's see, Total Recall, 2012. We'll just, I'll just peek at it. But that was yeah. so, 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what? How do you think you would fare? Do you think the people would have to be? Uh, I think if I was there by myself, I'd be okay. Yeah, I think it might be better without the three other people. Yeah, especially Jim. He sounds like a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, stay away from Jim. I would have an easier time actually being on Mars doing it than doing knowing about on Mars, trying to do it. Oh, yeah. I guess on Mars you would actually be stuck. I mean, you have no other option. Right, you'd have to, like, have to depend to on them. Maybe that's why they should they should put these guys up in the like the South Pole, like centered in Antarctica, with no support around them, and see how they how they do. Yeah. Well, they're going to select from standard astronaut candidates. Oh, for it. So the, the people are going to be already the best of the best. I think they'll be fine. Or they'll kill an annoying person. Does they have enough parking for all the uh, Corvettes that are going to be parked outside? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he goes to Mars in the new one. No, that's too bad. No wonder it sucked. Yeah, he goes. There's there's a elevator that goes through the center of the Earth to get to the other side. Oh, so they went to Australia. It sounds yeah, like the members aren't even born yet because it says they haven't been named yet. Usually <laughs> you're not named until you're born. It was hard for them to find four people that never were given names. Well, they're going to do this in like two years, right? So they'll, it's gonna be I don't think two-year-olds are going to last toddlers. very long. Yeah, toddlers. <laughs> they could build a lot smaller shelter, though, because they're a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah it's just a scale model. <laughs> Just put them in exoskeleton and move around. <laughs> we built a small house and we had to get two-year-olds. <laughs> They're really terrible at the scientific experiments. Yeah, they broke <laughs> the microscope. They're really smart two-year-olds. Yeah, They know their numbers already. Yeah, so do you think the four of us could do it? If we, you know, with Mr. Pold, of course. If you yeah. quit taking weeks off. You could probably do it. I don't know. How much would you have to get paid to spend a year locked up with the rest of us for, and you couldn't oh, leave? Oh, that's a better oh, question. We're going to get paid? Theoretically. Uh, half a million dollars. I wouldn't do it for free. Especially since I'm the sole breadwinner in the family. Yeah, that right. sounds one, pretty one good. One million dollars. I was thinking, yeah, if you half a million I, a year. I might do it for a quarter. 250k oh well i'll take oh i thought you just wanted a quarter (laughs) but they only we only get what we're making now per month for our people still not living in this like our wives and then we get a lump sum at the end yeah after i mean you'll have your 
normal steady paycheck all the way through, but you want them to watch to come home. Oh yeah. Well, you have to build you, an incentive for that. You can call home also, but there's a six minute delay. That'd be even better. Yeah. <laughs> you have to send. It'd be like using Marco Polo, I guess. You send a polo. So civilian astronaut salaries range from 105 to 160 thousand a year. That's like not enough. And then it yeah. says military astronauts get paid depending on their status. Rank. So and less. Rank. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I don't think I would do it for my current wages. Uh, benefits of being an astronaut is one of them is travel. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> has to stay there. You're not traveling once you get there. Travel. Be like a, living in your house all day. I was thinking of going to the ISS. They're like, you're just on. Oh, yeah. You probably get it from the fringe, the other fringe benefit type stuff. For you probably get high pay. Hazard pay. <laughs> just told her, I've been all around the world. Yeah. You just get paid for all of your time. Yeah, you're probably making your hourly rate 24 7. The per diem. Yeah, is based like, on location and yeah, danger, but, right? So if you're in space, the per diem per day, how do they measure each revolution or is it on? <laughs> it's probably per 24 <laughs> hours. Uh, yeah. I guess it should go faster. To... I get paid by the hour. Well, it already goes orbits every 90 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, meals, meals, and incidentals. Oh man, you brought enough potatoes. Yeah, do you think you could do it if you had access to like a game console and whatever the latest games were? Or I don't really like video games, so that would be oh. a detriment. That would be helpful for me. So you'd be the Mars rover mechanic that would be upgrading all the suspension components and stuff to make sure. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be interesting. I, Yeah, I don't know if I... It doesn't pay me a lot to do it, I think. I like my family too much. What if it was you and your family in there? Ooh. All of them? Sure. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> four, four of you. Four uh, I for think four. my wife might end up going for a walk outside. <laughs> She airlocks herself. You know, I have to take the keys away from her. What if it was just you and your wife? That'd be fun. I could do I that. I think I would enjoy that. Yeah, as long as we have enough stuff to do. Read ebooks. Play cards. That's what I did last night. I finished the last twenty-five percent of my book. Bring the Harry Potter game and play that a million times. Could be fun. Lots Maybe of puzzles. We, sh- we should do a reality show where we do it for a week. I don't know. That doesn't seem well, like long we, enough. If we successfully do it for a year. Yeah, we'd have to sell it to a network that would pay us. We could have like each have our own different setup, but connected by like tunnels or something. Each have your own quadrant. Yeah, like someone on the woodpecker. I don't know. Oh, I think something knocked on my door. It was Weird. my son. 
<gasps> so okay, Apollo Eleven got paid. Those astronauts were making about seventeen thousand dollars a year, Holy which cow. is about a hundred thousand dollars in twenty twelve. Okay, it's all about the uh, sponsorships, though, right? You and can write a book afterwards. They had an eight dollar per day per diem. That's but it. so that works out to about fifty dollars well, a day. Food provided, but yes, it was the, there were deductions because they were provided housing on the <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> they had to deduct. Yes, deduct the food they sent with them. Yes. Like, well, your food alone costs this much fuel. Oh, so yeah, you got to dock that. Can you imagine putting in the you uh, pay us the change of address for? <laughs> Uh, crazy. You give right. your address is just a mathematical formula of your like orbit trajectory. <laughs> X squared plus. All you have to do is plug in what day it is, what day and time. It'll tell you where I'm at. Come on. Yeah. Well, Let you do see. need to calculate where to launch it to. Yeah. Where to, where to put the mailbag to pick mm -hmm. up. All right. Well, hopefully we don't have to do this anytime soon, but I think we'd be None okay. Of None of us After, are too crazy. I thought they were going to try to force us to do this, all of us, during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. We got kind of a little microcosm. Maybe. So it's probably been, we've probably talked about it before, but if you were given the opportunity to go to Mars, but it was no return trip, one-way trip. Nope. Would you go? It I depends on what's there. Right. Like, no, are Venus, we the first people talking. there, or is there a colony there? I imagine, like, colony. I don't How big is a colony? I don't know. What size Three. do you want it to be? Like a, Not too many. Not too big, but probably not too small either. Like, a medium size. Can like a 10,000-person uh, city? Or maybe, town? like, two to five. Okay. We got to have comp competition, right? To make them advance faster. So you have to have two settlements. <laughs> I don't think you need, you're relying on them to come up with their own technological advancements. Well, you do yeah. bars your way. I'll do bars my way. We'll see whose settlement excels. Yeah, we got to the problem. Kills the other one first. <laughs> I hope you're not <laughs> you're starting from scratch. Stone Age. <laughs> like these rocks, it's hard to build shelters with. It's hard to get oxygen. We're gonna need to figure this out. We run out of oxygen in a week. So they they've been running this experiment with the newest rover that's over there on Mars. It has a experiment pod where they can try to make oxygen out of the atmosphere. Please tell me if it's on Mars. It's the Red Rover. Red Rover. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. We send him right over. Um, but it basically they pressurize the atmosphere into a into a container, and then they somehow use electricity to strip off the oxygen. So they end up with oxygen and carbon monoxide, and then they can separate them. What's the Mars atmosphere made of? Carbon dioxide mostly. Can't they just make us so we're respirate backwards? Yeah, that sounds way easier than just getting <laughs> oxygen out. <laughs> Safer. 
Um, but they said it's working really well. Like the last experiment they did, they got twice as much oxygen as they thought they might. Could they also get just make uh, graphene out of the carbon and get all the oxygen? Yeah. So they said that was one of the one of the things be cooler. in the container that they were worried about was carbon building up on it. And they said it didn't really build up that much. So, but if you wanted it to build up, you could probably design it to do that. Well, I couldn't, but I would want it. Oh, someone could. (laughs) Someone. One would. I don't really uh, do very much of that. So, yeah, I don't know if I would go. With graphing, could you make stuff out of it, too? Like, yeah. I was thinking it depended on. I wouldn't want it to be like just doing Science. my job that I do now. Oh, <laughs> there. You just sit at a desk on Mars, but you think how much weight be- you'd lose. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like 70 pounds. <laughs> True. I bet you wouldn't stay at 70 pounds. Do you think you would gain weight because you weigh less? What kind of food they have? Do they have snack machines? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Mars sna- Mars bars. Mars yeah. bars. All you can eat are Mars oh, yeah. bars. Like why? Something's getting so fast. Weight. It told me to get Mars food. <laughs> That's all you packed. All they make is candy. Uh, uh. They should make the spacesuits look like Teletubbies or Oompa Loompas or something, just for. <laughs> It's going to have some fun. We have that, ga- that game uh, with the space suit dudes. Oh, yeah. Uh, where uh, one's an imposter? Yeah, that- the imposter game. Oh, What's it called? Uh, uh, Among Us. Among yes. Us. I've never played it. Me neither. My kids have, though. <laughs> and so I memes. would want to have stuff to do. If it's just like you live there and then your free time is either doing more maintenance to maintain the colony. That sounds boring. Or doing. I don't don't know. I wouldn't mind being a maintenance guy. But what if your job was to go off roading and explore. And make trails and. That would be fun. Useful minerals. Right. That was my job. I wouldn't want to. Engineers that know how to drive off road and can fix the the rovers. I think that's that's a little bit out of Matt's range as far as off road. If you if you break a really high rod, you're like Matt. Can you come get me? You send him a picture. He's like, yeah, that looks like my area. But can you drop me a pin? <laughs> yeah, you have to zoom way out. Zoom out. Zoom. <laughs> yeah, keep going. You're gonna need a Google Solar System because Google Earth's <laughs> not gonna cut it. <laughs> Nice. All right. So there's our stipulations, government, for us going to Mars. We'd still podcast, though, right? For Mars? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take longer to upload. But if we're not all there, then that delay <laughs> in time is going to really suck. Yeah. I think record it individually and then, then try to put it mix it together. That's your job on Mars is just you're a sound guy. 
Uh, kind of like trees, I think. Yeah. I like being this close to the sun. <laughs> it is nice. I wish the moons were closer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That could be one of our projects, trying to bring them closer. Yeah, there you go. Mush them together. Pick a mountain. Out of a molehill. How many moons does Mars have? Two. Two. Three, two. two wee ones. Is it yeah. Phobos or whatever? Phobos? Know what are the names of them? Phobos and Deimos or something. Well, I got one yeah. right. Kodo and Poto. They're not very round. The, uh, I was trying to remember the uh, space. Just what's that space game? Solar Quest. Oh, it's Phobos and Deimos. Yeah, Solar Quest. You just need to put them in a, one of those rock tumblers. That Polishes them. Yeah. Well, if they sh- were shinier, it would give you more light. Yeah, and heat, reflectivity. Right? Correct. Maybe not heat. I think they re- would reflect light at the temperature they are. But, I don't know. Sounds like a good idea to me. You could write cha on one, like in the tick. So, yeah, Mars moons aren't very big. I'm looking at pictures of what they look like from the surface. And I think you can only see one. Mm. And it looks smaller than our moon does from surface That's Earth. A moon. That's a battle station. There's also a picture of it in comparison to where it's going over Mars, over where there's a volcano on Mars, and the volcano is mm-hmm. bigger. <laughs> well, it is the largest mountain in the solar system. Uh, it doesn't say that it's the big one. Oh, it's a secondary volcano? It just says volcano on Mars Oh, for scale. <laughs> That's what we use for scale, because we all know um, how big that is. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess that's all I had. Oh, we should crash the moons into Mars to heat it up. Phobos is already uh, slated to do that, apparently. Oh. It's in a decaying orbit. Wow. That's poor planet. Isn't our moon getting farther away? Yeah. Yep. It all has to do with speed and all that. Our planet just needs more mass. We need to bring one of some other planets moons in yeah they should crash most of the uh so why would you put an article saying that it's gonna spiral and hit the planet but they don't tell you how long because it's too long to comprehend i don't know you'll be dead if it's after the sun you'll be dead dies then it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, that's ridiculous that's technology well I was walking down the street when a little kid approached me and said what's in the bag old man he said what's in the bag old man I thought Never
never been called an old man before No, I've never been called an old man It really shook me yeah, it really should. <laughs> Just oh like boy. Sounds like somebody's got consumption. Nope, but I had a visual migraine earlier. Uh-oh, that sucks. You're basically stuck wherever you are. That happens because you can't uh, see well enough to do anything. Yeah. You're kind of looking sideways at your computer screen. I can work the 6L. If I can just see the... Well, 30 to 50 million years. Whoa. It's getting closer by 2 centimeters per year. Oh, oh we could fix that. Well, Just start removing two centimeters from the planet's surface. Okay. Uh, I watched the next paranormal activity called The Marked Ones. They stopped numbering them. It was not as good. What? It's was it about scary? these two teenagers that are just like getting out of high school oh, and so they the neighbor. Is like a witch lady that does these rituals and yeah, turns one of the kids gets bit by a demon and starts getting powers. It, I don't know. What the? They, they didn't have the same tone or pace or anything as the other ones. And they did didn't they try to, short? they did try to like tie it together with the other ones, but. Because they ruined the rest of the universe by doing it? No. It, there was a reveal at the end of something that happened off camera in the first movie. But they had to bring mm. time travel into it. What? <laughs> yeah, not the best. They're trying to bring the multiverse into Paragirl? There is at least one more, I think, that we're going to watch. But hopefully it's better than this one was. And we watched the new Avatar, The Way of Water movie. I'm waiting for The Way of Milk. It may not happen. <laughs> so there's going to be like six more of these. So, oh, maybe. Uh, I know there's at least two more planned, but uh, in this one, Jake Sully is living as a blue person. Blue person on the planet Pandora. And his old foe from the first movie has been kind of resurrected in a blue person body that was genetically engineered, but they put his like memories and personality into it. That's not that worked, was it? So this is a different type than the ones from the first movie where they were just controlling them via like Wi-Fi. Or Bluetooth. These are like they were grown with the personality in them. Did they have it set up so the corporation in the first one went bankrupt because of the what happened, and then someone bought all their assets and changed it? No, that's too bad. That would be better. It's just the corporation is coming back with reinforcements and trying <laughs> to take the world over again. But the it's called the Way of Water because um, the main character takes his family on the lamb so that they won't the people they're living with won't get attacked just because they're there so instead the other people get attacked because they're (laughs) looking for him the whole movie is just that they don't know those people so it's well they get to know them (laughs) that's your problem right there you don't ever get to know them so the whole movie is just 
this guy hunting down the protagonist from the first movie and doing horrible things trying to get to him. But it's basically like every trope you could imagine is shoved in here somewhere. So this this is the last Airbender show up at some point because that'd be hilarious. No, that was like a cameo in the background just walks past or something. (laughs) That would have been funny, but no, I mean, the movie wasn't bad. It was just not. That. Interesting. You're suffering from that thing where the more movies you consume, the harder it is to fire the same endorphins for a good movie. I don't know. I think it was unnecessary to continue this series. But this was his dream. He wanted to have a whole slew of these. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like kind of the same thing as the first one. It's like they should mix humans the bad. Up. They're they should have a Terminator show up. These <laughs> capitalistic humans are bad and they they're so evil. They'll just kill anybody to get money. And yeah, says the billionaire. And then the, the native people that are at one with the planet, you know, they don't want to fight, but they will to protect themselves. And just like, uh, yeah, Kevin Costner did this in the 90s. <laughs> at least in the 90s, they showed that not all of the native tribes were peaceful. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, it had interesting things because the water tribe were physically different and they were, you know, physically evolved to be in the water. Was there any Uncanny Valley stuff? Like, how's the CGI? It's fine. It's just like the first one. Hmm. I actually haven't seen... Avatar. Is, oh, Michelle, is, is Michelle Rodriguez in this one? No. I'm not seeing it then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's on HBO or Disney Plus, right? So I can just go yeah. watch it. Yeah, you can just watch it. I guess I'll do that eventually. Yeah, my son wanted to see it, so that's why we watched it. Can't be less um, depressing than the movie I watched. So my first one I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh. It's a World War One movie from the perspective of the Germans. Or in particular some young German conscripts. Mm-hmm. Um, no one makes it out alive. It's great. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, so spoiler alert, but this is a really old book that you probably read in elementary school or middle school like I did. Um, it's basically kind of an anti-war, anti-whatever story. Uh, but spoiling the end, so you don't have to go through the. <laughs> I mean, it's well-made film. It's interesting. It kind of shows you the perspective of what it's like to be in trench warfare a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be an armistice signed between France and Germany. They're going to sign a, a treaty, but it doesn't go into effect right when they sign it. It goes into effect mm-hmm. at like eleven o'clock a.m. on. November 11th or something. So it has 1911. Like, yeah. Yeah. So 19, there's this German guy 17, that his whole life, 19. he's from a long line of military leaders for Germany. And he's mad at the politicians that they're doing this. And 
all the soldiers find out that the war is going to be over in the morning or tomorrow. And so they're all partying the night before. And then he gets them all together and tells them that they're going to go attack. Cause they, I think probably wherever they end up at that time is where the line's going to be drawn. Oh, um, so he decides he's going to take these guys and they're going to go take territory territory, which is just like the next trench over. So they're like going they to go spent, 50 feet. They spent years like just going back and forth between these two trenches, basically where this took place. And so the main character goes and they're attacking and he's mad because, you know, pretty much he's the last one left of all of his friends that were in the war. And he kind of feels guilty, I think for surviving but no one else did. Um, so he's in the goes down to this French trench. The French are celebrating, so they're kind of surprised when they attack. Um, but he ends up like getting this physical altercation with the guy, and he ends up in like one of the bunkers off of the tunnel. And they're he's staring at the guy. The guy, like, I think there's a gun on the ground. I think and I can't remember if the French guy picked up the gun, but they're like looking at each other, having this moment like. We're both just young men forced by our countries to fight. Maybe we should, I mean, if we just stand here long enough, the war is going to be over and we'll be done. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a guy bayonets him through the back. Uh, the yeah. German guy. And mm-hmm. that's the main character. And he like staggers out and just like is like leaning against the wall. And shortly, like a minute later, if not that, like there's whistles blowing and people saying that the war is over. And people stopped fighting, but he was like the last person to die in the war. Mm. It was very depressing. I uh, like it. It's a good movie, though, I guess. If you want to be... I don't know. Gonna I be, uh, to watch it. I'll have to watch it by myself, then, if I do watch it. Doesn't sound like one Charlie would be interested in. No, I watched it while doing something else, so... And it still was like, occasionally you'd stop and just watch it like, wow, this is really depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. And like the German dog tags back then were different than like what we have where they have two different tags. There's just a big circle. And so after each of the com- or each of the fights when there's like a break between, they send soldiers around to like break it in half. And they take half of it, put it in a bag so they can have stats on who dies. Um, and numbers and things. Um, but it does make a good point about, you know, the soldiers are just, they're the ones that get punished for, like, sometimes the higher-ups hubris, and they're, for them, it's almost like a game, you know, like a war game, but there's people actually out there dying. Yeah. So then as a palate cleanser, I watched Conan the Destroyer. Oh. Which was really good. I think it's I've seen it before. An older one. Yes, this is like the 80s, I think, or okay. maybe late 70s. It's got Arnold in it. Yep. Um, I recognized several other actors, but I couldn't tell you what they were in other than this. It was pretty good. So I think this is a sequel. So Conan at this point is, uh, it shows that he and his bard basically had just finished robbing somebody, and then these guys come and attack him. And they're killing a bunch of them. And then they get offered a job uh, from somebody that's standing there watching. Like, their soldiers are attacking him and getting killed by Conan. And then she offers him a job that she needs someone to take 
um, the princess from their land on this quest to get this magical item that will save their country or whatever. Um, so check out Conan the Destroyer. Maybe I should go back and watch the first one. I don't. I've, I've seen that one too, but it's been a while. Then I watched a cartoon called Monster Hunter: Legends of the Guild, mm. which was decent for a kids' movie. Is it related to the game? Yes. Okay. So you're like, there's a kid. The main character is a kid in this small village that is the village's monster hunter. He's not part of the guild or whatever. And then he's out hunting what he thinks is a small animal and then gets attacked by this larger creature and then I think saved by an actual guild hunter. Mm-hmm. And then the hunter's there to tell them they have to move their village because there's a dragon coming. That's, they can't move it out of its way. And then there's a big team up and they decide to take on the dragon mm-hmm. instead of moving the village. Um, stuff happened that I didn't think would happen in a kid's movie, but was it was a good show, I guess. Um, it feels like there's almost like a like a theme to what I watched (laughs) (sighs) so I started watching um, this was maybe not it's like a historical action drama on Max called The Warrior it takes place in 1870s San Francisco it's about a Chinese guy that comes over to San Francisco to find his sister that gets mixed up in uh, because he's a a warrior from China he's trained in hand-to-hand combat really well he's a really good fighter and first thing when he gets off the boat is he beats up two um, police officers or something well that's uncalled for well they were being disrespectful to somebody Mm. and one of them punched him first I think but anyways, they see they can fight, so they take him. He's, he becomes part of one of the Chinese gangs in 1870s San Francisco. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. that. And then I went over to a friend of mine's last night because he had never seen Rogue One. So we watched mm. Rogue One. Star Wars movie. Yes. It's one of my favorites. I it's think basically it's the probably... sci-fi version of All Quiet on the Western Front. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> because uh, yeah at the end my friend's like huh it's kind of depressing they all died I was like, <laughs> what did you expect you've seen the original movie right well he wasn't sure where it came in i was like guess it's right for a, a new hope it's like oh, okay that's interesting i think he'd watched the um and tv show also before seeing this mm. um it was funny because i was, came to the living room and my wife was watching uh I don't know, some detective show. And the lady from Firefly was on the screen. Summer Glau? No, the other one. To the one that's married to the state. Oh, uh, I don't know her name. I don't remember either. But she's on the screen, and she's really tall compared to the actor that was on screen with her, which she didn't realize the actor was short. I think she was also wearing heels. But I mentioned how tall she was, and she's like, yeah, you know where she's from? And I was like, yes. And she's like, Firefly is like, how? She's like, she told me last time she'd Torres. <laughs> she remembered that I told her that last time. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember saying that, but but it's funny because then the pilot from Firefly is the robot K2SO in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a really good job. He's my favorite character in it. Yeah. Uh, 
And then I finished the last 25% of my book, which is the Codex Alara book five, Princeps Fury. I finished it last night. So I got to sleep about one. <laughs> I got up for work at six, which might explain the visual migraine, possibly. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I haven't determined a, a correlation there yet. I mean, when I lived in, uh, before I moved here, it was not uncommon for me to get only get five hours sleep. It's like typical. So I've been spoiled too much sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I haven't really watched anything. Um, I did finish reading Academ's Fury, which is the book two in the Codex Lara series. Um, I had been trying to get books from the library digitally, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to continue because I don't think I can <laughs> quite read books fast enough. No. And Google so this one so convenient just to hit like buy the next book when I'm done. Oh. So I spent so much money on books. Yeah, it was last weekend we were camping. And. I had gotten an email saying I had two days left, basically. Oh. And it's sev- I was at like 70 percent or 65 percent of the way through the book. And so I. After the conference, I was fairly exhausted and needed to catch up on sleep. So I did not read very much and I didn't <laughs> quite make it. Oh, no. And then it wasn't available to get again. Neither was the audiobook, which was my backup. And so I finally just I just bought it because I was like, I don't <laughs> want to wait to read the last 10 percent of this book. Yeah. But I did that and then finished it last night. Oh, so nice. I'll probably just buy and move directly onto the third book. Part of me wants this to be a movie series, but I was like, no, they would ruin They're it. They're gonna ruin it. <laughs> I was like, let's don't don't do that. Yeah. No. They do it to uh, this what they did to the other Jim Butcher thing and make a TV show out of it that was stripped of all of its the stuff that makes it awesome, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like a Chihuahua and uh, drives a Jeep and. He's only hits Tom Cruise. Imagine Roman soldiers, but they're in New York (laughs) and they have watered down powers. Sounds likely, but no powers that make us have to spend any budget on special effects. (laughs) Yeah. Those will all be off scene or off screen. Yeah. Off camera. All right. Does anybody have any nerd cred? I've been nerding a lot. Um, oh, boy. I think I mentioned this, that I'm going to be running a game for Master Zed and Charlie and some friends that's going to be Harry Potter-based D&D. Nice. And I've been kind of going a little overboard on some of the <laughs> quirkiness of the prep work. They need to get down and get the nuts and bolts figured out. 
which one of my sons is helping me today with, hopefully. Um, we'll see how it turns out. It's going to be an experiment, and it's going to depend on everyone else having a good time and chipping into the storytelling and world building. I'm just going to try to cater to what they're doing. Um, my wife got really excited about it, so I'm kind of excited about that. Oh, cool. We'll see how that goes. I need to find my Harry Potter, Potter book collection so I can use it for source material. <laughs> uh, so that should be fun. I'll, I'll have to report on it in a couple of weeks after we play the game. We'll have some other people's perspectives on it as well. Nice. And it might turn into a as thing. often as we can thing. Well, sounds like fun. All right. If you want to let us know what kind of game you're getting ready to play, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineerdy Show and check out our website, theengineerdyshow.com. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. You have been and always shall be, my friends. Bye. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell it again. Most guitars are made of trees. With some L for the strings. And some frets and two neat things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees You know me so, you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again I'm surprised John Candy didn't show up most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.